Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. able to watch you play as much as I did is because my school Villanova was literally two minutes away right down the street (laughs) literally two minutes away so in the big five who was your favorite team coming up Uh, I had to say Temple okay it's right Uh, down the street from my house yeah Yeah. (laughs) and who were some of your favorite players coming up uh uh Khalif White I knew I (laughs) so when you said I was I wanted to ask that because I was like (laughs) I'm watching him play. I was like, he got a little bit of this guy, you know. If I see a little bit of that guy, you know, and one of the people was definitely Khalif Wide in Norristown. Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I used to love Khalif Wide, uh, Deontay Christmas, mm-hmm. um, a couple of those guys I used to really like. Um, I never really seen like the Lynn Greers or none of them, but I heard yeah. they were really good. But yeah. but those are my favorite too, Deontay Christmas, Khalif Wide from Temple. So, what were some of your favorite games to watch in the Big Five? Uh, when well, my favorite game of Khalif Wise when he played against Victor Oladipo at Indiana, mm-hmm. and he had like 30 points, but they lost. I wanted yeah. to win. <laughs> that was my favorite game. <laughs> but I mean, like within the Big Five. Oh, within that was the a hell Big of a game. I'm saying, like within, like what teams did you like? For me, it will be Villanova and St. Joe's because of the Holy War. Like, what right, teams right. for you would it be? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, maybe Temple, Temple Nova. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be exciting. That's an exciting type of game. Okay. Great atmosphere. Okay. Do you ever go to any of them games? No. <laughs> you gotta get them. We're gonna go if you nah, you're gonna be playing. When you're done playing, you're tired, we gotta get them in them games. <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> All right. So you said Temple and Nova. Let's just step outside of um those two, but another big five school nonetheless, LaSalle. Um my father, people from South Philly, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a bit more invested in this, invested with this than other people. But um, Tyrone Garland, mm-hmm. you know, when he was down at um, at LaSalle, Southwest Philly floater. Right. <laughs> As a Philadelphian, how did you feel watching that tournament? Oh, uh, that was legendary. Because mm-hmm. uh, Jarrell Wright is actually from my neighborhood. Okay. So. So, like, we actually grew up together, same playground, same everything. So, yeah. he lived around the corner from me. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, I was actually watching the game, <laughs> like, Sweet 16. Yeah. Like, so that was dope. That mm-hmm. Southwest Philly float is legendary forever. It is. It <laughs> is. Like, I was, like, I don't think, like, people understand how big that was. Like, and I, I think under Coach Ashley Howard, we'll have more moments like this within LaSalle's basketball uh, tenure. But, like how big that was for the city. Like, I remember, like, yeah, obviously I had my ties, but I remember feeling removed from um, from that whole, like, Villanova thing for the sake of, no, this is dope as shit for the city. Yeah, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? definitely. They held it down. Yeah. Sorry, thirsty as hell. So, leave Rosemont. And you're, you're playing um, overseas. And from what I understand, you are, shit, if you were a rapper, you'd be independent. You are, you, you represent yourself. You, are, uh, you don't have an agent. No. 
this is I'm not gonna lie to you like this was the the, the main reason I wanted the interview because I definitely want to talk about how vast the dynamic of, of, of not having an agent and playing the market that isn't domestic you're not playing you know in the G League like you're playing overseas and being successful without an agent so I guess my first question with this story is um, what were your first thoughts when you were like alright I'm playing overseas but uh, I will not be represented uh, so as soon as I graduated college uh, tried tried getting an agent but everybody division 3 division 3 nobody wants to sign you it's tough so I just took matters in my own hand. I started sending out emails to teams, emails to coaches, mm-hmm. went on Eurobasket, searching everything everything I could do. Mm-hmm. And the team finally just gave me a shot in El Salvador, like barely bullshit money, barely no money. Mm-hmm. But this is my dream. I wanted to chase it. So I just took the opportunity and I just made the best of it there. Mm-hmm. That was my first time overseas mm-hmm. in El Salvador. Okay. All right. How'd that season go? Uh, went good. Uh, we went to the championship. We lost. Actually broke a record in the country. I scored 77 points in one game. And <laughs> I think I averaged like a triple-double for the season. So, That's like, <laughs> I, I knew I heard about the triple-double. I was hoping. I, I didn't want to say it. I was like, I can't steal that from my <laughs> I need him to say that. And I, I heard about uh, your story through my good friend, Kadeem. Y'all, he told me about that triple-double. He also told me about... You playing out there and just being like a true stable. So when you're out there, you say you're over there for the first time. What is the biggest difference between basketball in Philly and basketball in El Salvador for you? Uh, it was, I wouldn't say easier, but like playing in Philly is just so much more grit. Like you in El Salvador is like, all right, you're the American, so everybody is welcoming you. Like nobody wants to really hurt you in practice. Nobody yeah. wants to really go at you as they would say in Philly so yeah. it's just like I, I felt like it, I was comfortable but that's the only thing that made me uncomfortable was like the language barrier and adjusting to the culture mm-hmm. that was the only thing but as far as basketball I was I was cool so how did you go about that because for me it was the same thing in Poland well I'm not gonna lie I loved it because I it's as ironic as being a talk show host that doesn't like to talk is that's me <laughs> like I'd rather like walk around with headphones and so it was kind of nice to be over there and unlearn a bit of a new language, but for the most part, just you know, be content with being in my uh, within my own. But it was a culture shock, and that language barrier did present some problems. How did you adjust to that, and how long did it take to adjust to that? Uh, it took about it took a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. like um, I started to learn actually a little bit of Spanish. Mm-hmm. I was able to order my own food after yeah. <laughs> after a while, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. And as we start winning, you know, everybody going to embrace you. So the whole city just was like embracing me every time they see me on the streets. Like, <laughs> so that's it started dope. getting easy. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that feel? Like, how did that feel? Like you're, you're in another place. You're not home. And I don't think people understand how big of a deal this is. Like you're in another place that's you're not from. These people don't know you from. Uh, you might be a little bit different looking than the people. <laughs> I, I definitely, I certainly look a little different than uh most polonites or polands or poles whatever they call themselves um but you're like how does it feel being somewhere and being so like happily embraced like on some like like creed almost like how how did how did that feel feels crazy man Mm -hmm. it's like it's just like a dream like it's a blur too it actually goes by pretty quick you people be like you there eight months but it's just like a snap of a finger yeah goes by quick Mm -hmm. but 
but like you just gotta cherish the moments they feel good though mm -hmm. alright so what was next after El Salvador uh, team in Ireland actually mm -hmm. reached out to me and they seen my numbers in El Salvador and they, and they actually gave me a shot and I went over to Ireland it was my first time being in Europe on that side a different continent and playing there uh, was much more comfortable obviously they speak English so I was able to do everything on my own I was relaxed yeah better living situation and everything like that a little more money and uh average a triple double there near a triple double there also and scored 61 in that country mm -hmm. and uh it was just overall good experience playing in Ireland mm -hmm. so what was the biggest difference between the two El Salvador's culture shock versus Ireland's uh, the language basically mm -hmm. so El Salvador they speak in Spanish obviously and Ireland is just English so I can just go wherever I want I can talk I can order food no, I mean like I mean like the foods and the the, the, the oh, culture okay. and the um uh probably is it probably the same religion they're both Christianity right yeah I would I would yeah. assume I would I'll think El Salvador yeah El Salvador yeah. and Ireland so both Christianity so obviously not a religious difference but like no. like I said like things like the food the way they dress things like that the uh -huh. weather yeah yeah alright so yeah El Salvador is about 100 degrees every day yeah. <laughs> basically so it's hot as hell in Ireland uh, it's a normal temperature I would say 70s 60s 60s yeah normal temperature yeah. need a hoodie a jacket and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the foods, Ireland is more like USA, like regular foods, mm -hmm. chicken fingers, regular things you can buy, KFC, regular. Uh, El Salvador is more, you know, Spanish foods, rice, beans, steak, pork, all that type of stuff. <laughs> so I got to so. ask, which was your favorite? As far I, as the I foods, I like the Spanish food. Okay. Right. <laughs> I like so. the Spanish food. Yeah, better than mine. I hate it. Oh my god! Is they had this thing beats out there, man. Like, and don't get me wrong, I love Poland. Any of my, uh, all two of the people in Poland who listen to this podcast, a lot of peas. Um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, just completely dogging Poland. I loved it over there. One of the best times of my life. But y'all food sucks. They had this thing with beets. Their beets were like our version of like mashed potatoes. It was mm -hmm. like a side. There was okay. a lot of stuff, and I just, I was, was not a fan. <laughs> not a fan, not a fan at all. All right. So, after Ireland wraps up, return back to Philly, then what? Uh, then I get another opportunity. Um, and this is all on my own. A couple guys trying to help me, but basically me sending out, still sending emails or people contacting me on Facebook yeah. from posting highlights and things of that sort. And then I get an opportunity to go play in Morocco for, matter of fact, oh, I'm sorry. Before Morocco, I went to Mexico. Okay. So I got a chance, finally, I, well, then I did sign to an agency. Yeah. And they actually got me an opportunity to, to try out for one one or two weeks in, in Mexico for the top league. Mm -hmm. And I actually went there. I played well, got an opportunity to play in one preseason game. I had 29 points in that game. And all of a sudden, I'm back on the plane home. <laughs> All right, so I, we got to talk about that because most people don't understand how cutthroat that overseas market is. Oh, definitely. Is. Please, you have 29 in one game. 29, the first game they gave me a chance to play in. 29, shot a fishing from the floor. I was probably about 10 for 16. Mm -hmm. I played well. I played overall great game. And then what? 
and I'm on a plane home in about three, the next three to four days. And did they explain to you or? Nothing. My agent just called me like, yeah, they're going to send you home. I'm just like shocked. I'm I'm mad, yeah. <laughs> pissed off. I'm at, I'm at breakfast. I'm like, for what? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> and he ain't had nothing for He ain't had nothing to say either. He's just like, uh, I don't know. The president called me this morning. I'm like, I'm just like, there's nothing you can do. They got your ticket booked. They got everything booked for you to go. So what happened after that? And then they basically signed a, um, a big guy. So I guess they wanted some size or I'm not sure. But they signed a big guy. And they won about two games for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like I, I had no idea. God bless him. And then I got another opportunity at that to play in Morocco. And I finished, finished my season out there in Morocco. Mm-hmm. And that was a great experience also, and I played well there. Which part were you? I only been to, I've been to Tangier, Rabat. No, Tangier and uh, Cheshire. Who were you? Uh, uh, I was in Marrakesh. Okay. Marrakesh. What was that like? Oh, that I was nice. Beautiful in the yeah. yeah, it's nice. Marrakesh was nice. Good weather. Some days get really hot, but it was nice. Kind of like Miami downtown is real nice in Marrakesh. That's dope. That's dope. So, yeah. you know, not to get too far off topic, but what was that? culture difference like because that's a Muslim country yeah yeah like, was, that country is, is, yeah. is, is you know so like like you, like you couldn't bring girls in yeah. your hotel things yeah. of that sort like it was different uh, they spoke Arabic so it was really tough like I used to have to just point at things that I wanted like, yeah. so it was like really tough but I had a teammate that spoke French and he was basically like my roommate we shared the same the same apartment yeah, secondary language so yeah he spoke French and and we got we got like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. Nah, I remember I went over there and I was like, because that was that was my first time being in like a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like obviously being from South Philly, I grew up around a lot of Muslims, but like, all right, that was just that, that was yeah, a that's different, different story. <laughs> so where are you at now, Mark? Back in Philly, mm-hmm. in North Philly, <laughs> working to get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Still chasing it. Still grinding. And do you want an agent, or is it like you you like um, self representation? Uh, most definitely, I want an agent. I think that's a necessity mm-hmm. going in this basketball business. Like, I think I can't only but get so far and make the connections that I made already. But to pursue and further my career, try to get to the top, is where I see myself. I'm definitely going to need an agent. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to see yourself? Uh, at the top. Uh, <laughs> basically, EuroLeague, if not NBA, somewhere in that caliber. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Last question. What do you want people to stay tuned with? Uh, my next, my next, My next contract, basically. Because I've been sitting out a whole year. I know people been watching me working on Instagram, social media, stuff like that. So they're like, <laughs> they like, is he done, basically? Will it be over? No, so. I'm saying plug your social media. Oh, 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 oh. Mark50 underscore. That's my double underscore. That's my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Follow me on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you, Mark. This has been Stay Tuned with D-Ray. Mark Thomas, please stay tuned with him. One of the one of the most amazing stories that I heard to date, man. 
Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.